2: Five Czech players on the first five make right. it ten make it fifteen all
3: eighteen let's go all eighteen go-
2: be like uh, the Red Wings with Swedes just become
0: the Czech or team. The, or the capitals I'm with sure. Russians flat out move to Prague no, the Prague and the Bruins they started in Prague <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back in to the Bruins Bruins podcast. For the first time in months, we are cracking open a a relieving can of our beverage of choice this fine evening, as all feels just a little more right with the world. Both Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci will be suiting up for the Boston Bruins next season. We'll be talking about all of that and what it means for the team coming up in just a few minutes. But first. We're going to toast to, uh, hopefully, a, a hockey season full of a little bit more happiness with two absolute studs back in the league for one more season. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. <laughs> Izzy's good. Thank you, Izzy. I've got myself, Cam Hasbro, Drew Johnson, Chris Gear, Kat Silverman, and, of course, Izzy, who is munching on some kind of chocolate. It looks like Izzy, what you got there? Is that is that Nestle? Um, I think it's a
1: Crunch.
0: A Crunch bar? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent decision. is Is it uh, is it good? Would you Love would you give it the bars. Izzy stamp of approval?
2: I'm good. Heck
0: Aww. yeah! How about the rest of you over there? What do you uh, what let you
3: the doing? record show? It got a thumbs up.
2: Yeah. Um, so, Cat and I have been watching the uh, series Animal Kingdom. Cat uh, is a, a veteran of of the series. I'm a newbie, um, but it's about a crew of uh, heisters who also like surf and it takes place in North County, San Diego. And the, they always drink uh, Lagunitas IPA. I think they they probably get some sort of deal. Um, but yeah, in, in honor, we are uh, both drinking Lagunitas IPAs. I will, I will go first. Um,
1: that does not pass the Drew test. I can see Drew. <laughs> Technically. I guess can. Yeah.
2: Yeah um it's it's a it's a soft pass on the drew test um it, it would be a lot harder if drew wasn't wearing his captain's hat right now but, that's all i saw
1: um, was, was the hat let's see
3: i also have a, i have a different computer right now in the camera's pale as all <laughs> um
2: when i when i think of west coast ipas i think of uh, a lot of different mm-hmm. beers but a of, you know, this is one that comes up it's uh it's not a super flavorful beer but it is it's nice and drinkable with a little bit of a hot twang to it. So uh, drinkability, 22. Um, tasteability,
0: 9. Love the review.
3: Catherine? I was posing for the picture.
1: Um. Yeah, I feel like the the drinkability is pretty, pretty high on this. It's not, I feel like some of the hoppier beers are almost a little cloying. They leave like a little too much of an aftertaste for me. Um, this one's pretty refreshing. I feel like it, it's a little crisper than, crisper than your average IPA. Uh, so the drinkability for me is probably hovering right around that mid twenties range, uh, K-Stability, i put it on up there at 37, which is a number I chose for
0: for no reason at all. Cam, play the 37. Oh, the 37 thing, where is it? Oh! oh, oh. oh. All right, that's, that's all you're going to do. Even though he's got the captain's hat on. Yeah, no, it's, it's you know, it's as... Business as usual with uh, no, no leaders here. Drew, what are you drinking, buddy? Captain Oblivious over there.
3: So for the third episode in a row that I've appeared on, I <laughs> uh, I got a Space Cake Double IPA from Clown Shoes Brewing Company, and they're located in Boston, Massachusetts, and Windsor, Vermont. Oh yeah, <laughs> love this beer. It's really great. Uh, let's see, I, I, more to know. I'm drinking it out of a Bayside Bowl glass. Um and all I'll say is it was not purchased. Uh I found it one day in my cabinet. It
0: was gifted.
3: <laughs> it was gifted. Let's go with it, it was gifted. Just yeah. Off bar with a
2: a pint in his hand and forgot about it.
3: Anyway, drinkability uh we'll go 9. Tasteability
0: 35. There you go. Was well, that
1: a consistent number ratio? To Definitely a... not. No.
0: Right, uh, we can have Lancey run the numbers on it, but definitely not. It's
1: <laughs> my guess. Drew
0: really looks very sidetracked. Is um,
1: variance per 60 of Comchu's IPA.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Lancey's in on the, the fancy drinking stats. Everybody needs somebody like him. It's good. Hey, Julia. Yeah, Hello, Julia. definitely. Muted Julia there. also so
3: wants to review the beer. I say, yeah, so we got around. a fresh review here. This
1: is <laughs> <dead>. <laughs> <laughs> hey. yeah. So this is like pitch
3: of- water. <laughs> <laughs> zero. Oh it lagged.
1: Taste zero. Everything ability zero. Oh, it's really bad.
3: <laughs> I seem to have lagged, so I don't know if it got all that, but Oh it got all that, yeah.
1: Oh, we, got
0: that. we for sure got that. Uh I'm okay, going to good. carry up julia's glowing review with uh, another glowing review of my own uh this one was a, a disappointing <laughs> beverage from uh a prey which is a craft seltzer uh place here in portland i really like a lot of their drinks they have like a, a pine ricky one that's like made with pine and i think it's like lemon or lime they have another ginger one that's really good uh, my roommate picked up some of these amari it is says it's made with the pre-dinner drinking traditions of Italy in mind. Amari is crafted with a mix of citrus and classic Amaro. Is it Amaro? Botanicals like rhubarb root, cherry bark, and something I can't pronounce. Kinchona? cinchona. Never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Offers a sophisticated flavor profile of spritzy bitter orange and herbs. To me, when I taste this, you get the initial like Aroma of the of the seltzer and you're like okay not bad but then the flavor hits your tongue and it takes a real bad turn for the worst. I don't know if anybody's had Moxie before. It's like a a regional Maine soda. um It looks like a oh, like a Coke or a Dr that. Pepper. Yeah, you've probably seen it in the store. It's got a very sure. unique and polarizing flavor for sure. It's got a little bit of that like weird, almost like cigarette-y sweetness to it. um But then it also kind of finishes off with like a weird like old fashioned like Kind of alcoholy, whiskey ish, citrusy smack across the top to it as well. So, not for me. Fun fact the Maybe. word moxie is derived from the brand moxie. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm not sophisticated enough to enjoy this, but personally, <laughs> not for me. Drinkability, still, I guess, pretty high. I mean, I could chug it. It's, it's a seltzer, but. Uh, yeah, drinkability like a twenty-five, tasteability, like a twenty, but not not a good twenty, a good in in my opinion. But hockey, the Bruins are reunited. We're bringing back the old squad. We're calling up Zdeno Charo, Milan Lucic, Tugaras Rask got functioning hips again. We're just gonna it's run. We're calling up Timmy it. Thomas. Actually, we're gonna bring him out of his bunker. Uh, big <laughs> big news drop from the Bruins finally. Maybe <laughs> after... seals are <laughs>
3: Chris, actually, that's part of Chris's job, but it's top secret. It's a top secret mission from Chris. And his, his work.
0: It is a nightmare trying to steer this ship. Somebody talk about Bergeron and crazy <laughs> I'd love to see it.
2: Uh, First of all, uh, very excited that David crazy is back. um Yeah, I feel like we we kind of knew that Bergeron was coming back, and I, I mean we. Not to say there weren't plenty of moments of nervousness when it kind of was announced, but not announced. And then, uh, you know, I I felt like we were all kind of waiting for it to drop one day. and It never really happened. And then I feel like we started to get nervous, but it was was always there. The David Krejci thing was like, this guy moved to a different country to play uh, in the Czech League.
1: That guy went to a couple weddings with his buddies. Missed them so much that he was like, "You know what?
0: Fuck it, I'm back." <laughs> if that's not the most relatable thing that a professional athlete has ever done. I love it. Yeah, That's pretty much how it went, right? Like, there's no other, the timing. I think maybe like the Bruins were like, "Well, hey, we could we could offer Krejci right now at the beginning of the season, but it might cost us two and a half mil. Let him hit the wedding." With Tuca out <laughs> in August or late July or whatever. The scout the scouts figured we'll out, out that Tuca was
3: yeah. having a wedding.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, we'll be able to get him at a better price because he'll be nostalgic with the boys. They probably had like Sweeney show up to the wedding in like costume and just like slipped contracts in front of the boys and they were drunk so they could just start signing them. for yeah, one mil, two and a half in incentives. <laughs> Go for it. I
3: I heard from I heard two things from from two people. One of them is credible. I forget who it was, but it was like a it was a hockey reporter uh, said that Bergeron had made his decision ahead of Tuka's wedding. Um, and then I saw a tweet from someone else that I'm not sure if it's credible, but it was like that Krejci kind of decided at. The wedding.
0: <laughs> uh, that I was feel not like
3: <laughs> exactly. I feel like it, that was basically a done deal too and maybe the wedding just was the, turned into that celebratory yeah the gang's back together there's a video of Noah Chari giving the Brandon Carlo a lap dance um
0: yeah I wasn't yeah. sure what letting that was that it was he committed to it though I'll give him that it wasn't like mm-hmm. a you know joking yeah. around dancing it was a it was a well thought out performance
2: I believe the tweet you're referencing was from the Petrov McGuire uh, account
3: so <laughs>
1: This is a very real chance. Yes,
3: yes, it must people. have
1: been.
0: Yes.
3: yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a 100% chance it was not but, true. I just love the thought of that.
1: This um, is how rumors get started. I saw somebody on Twitter.
3: Here we go I don't podcast. know if
1: it was a credible if it was a credible source or not, but Somebody on Twitter was reporting well, that the, next thing you know, it's it's being tweeted out by Yahoo Sports.
3: That, that's how Brews and Bruins goes. There's no bibliography, but it, it just the boys are back in town. This is great. It's a time to celebrate. People are pissed off from other teams. Um, no, really, there's like a lot, especially in Toronto. They're like, ah, ah crap. We got Bergie like and Creechie coming that back.
1: Was New York. New York Rangers fans are having the most normal time they could possibly have today over uh, rumors of their announced cap- captain.
0: I thought it was confirmed by this point. Like,
2: oh, people are pissed off at the Bruins signing. But the
1: Bruins did it?
2: Yeah, because, I mean, they got their top two centers signed for $3.5 million.
1: What do you mean? <laughs> well, the Leafs got Jason Spezza signed for five?
2: Yeah,
1: That's th- the same
2: thing. I think Marc is the uh, the big one, <laughs> the the current one.
0: Uh, Patrice Bergeron is 37 years old for his final season. Is this is, uh, stars aligning for like a miraculous Stanley Cup run, and then Krejci cool. will come back in 10 years when he's 46, and then he will do it again? Or what's the is like a one for one deal kind of thing?
2: Be good. I think I think the other thing that was funny was uh, both Krejci and Bergeron dispelling rumors that they were considering other teams um Bergeron said he was never considering going to Montreal and uh Krejci said if he was coming back to the NHL it was going to be with the Bruins um so a lot of freaking out over nothing um but yeah I mean I I spent probably about a total of a half an hour today watching that one clip of David Krejci dragging twice and then passing to Taylor Hall to Uh. finish that one against the Sabres um yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited. I'm like I said off the top. Like obviously excited Bergeron's back, but I'm like three times as excited that Krejci's back because it means that uh, there's like a legitimate center playing second line center. No offense to Eric Halla, but I mean, you yeah. know, Taylor Hall and David Pasternak, and he like what he had like 40 points or something like that.
3: Hall is um, definitely like a grindy third line speedy scoring opportunity kind of guy and he excelled on that second line but you're right like having David Krejci there who else do you want <laughs> teams would take David Krejci on their first line like um and he I mean he was that first liner with Lucic and uh Horton um but yeah that Hall Krejci passer not combo just sounds so nice. good almost too good to be true and I'm afraid there's going to be an injury or something um it feels just
0: too perfect to have that top i so i had a similar like anxiety concern earlier and and then i realized that like knock on wood pray it doesn't happen just to you know i want to see these guys play healthy all season obviously but like even if something does happen that's part of the reason this move is so massive is that like the bruins had no depth if you know, these guys didn't come back. And then if you tack an injury or two onto there, it's like you're dipping into like serious, serious troubled waters. So this gives them essentially two extra lines of depth uh, at the center position. And obviously it's not like you're adding third, fourth line is you're adding like two, you know, pretty top level. I don't want to quite say elite for like, I don't know, crazy of the league for a year and obviously all that, but um, I, I wouldn't expect a huge drop off from them either. So obviously adding those two is going to be massive, but, um, just to kind of tack on to the, the point that Chris said, like I, I, it feels weird saying I'm like more excited about Krejci, but in a way I am. And I think it's mostly just kind of alluding back to what you were saying before of like, we kind of always knew that Bergeron was going to come back. And after Krejci being gone for an entire season and not coming back for the playoffs and all of that, you kind of just felt like, you know, that, that chapter had ended and we were moving on to the next one. But um, now it, it does kind of feel like you're getting that reunion squad and and one last goal for the boys here for, uh, for next season. So I think that's, that's kind of part of the reason, but um, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be harder to let go of watching Bergeron playing than, and it will be for David Krejci, especially because we kind of had to do a, a false start on that once already. We're more emotionally prepared for that. I suppose.
3: Yeah. I think, I think Krejci. I, it was a long shot. It felt like it was a long shot. It was like wishful thinking. And the fact that it happened, I'm not over it. I don't think I'll be over it until the puck drops and, uh, October or whatever the hell the, uh, yeah, the until heck, he uh, sets
0: up Taylor Hall with another so one of those toe drags, yeah. <laughs> it's be,
2: but... I'm just excited for Crazy to like get to play with
0: Pasternak for an extended period of time. Yeah. Amen. Yep. Uh, The other thing I'm excited about is the action, which never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, Uh especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can feel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk free bet of up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet of up to $1,000. And if it does not win, You will get another shot to cash in.
3: You could throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel the sweat endless.
0: Please talk about an
3: upcoming game of your choice. What upcoming game are y'all excited
0: about? I don't know. Can you bet on the World Juniors? (laughs) But that, because it how about the Little League World and Series? <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> for the Little League World Series.
1: World Juniors?
0: Uh, uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk free bet with $1,000. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, minimum age and eligibility restrictions. supply. See show notes for details.
3: Sorry I hijacked a bit of that, but.
0: Oh, you're going to team up get you know? that.
3: I want, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to spice it up. We we gotta spice up the ad read, otherwise people. I, I've had people ask why we don't just copy and paste the same ad read every time, and it's like, nah no, keep it fresh. Oh, it's part of the right? part of the yeah, experience. it's different every time. You don't know what's coming at you on
0: this podcast.
2: Getting all sorts of background noise here. Uh, well,
0: Sorry, you I know. actually I haven't heard any. So that's that's neat. Um. So I guess now we have a pretty good understanding of what the Bruins roster is going to look like on opening night. I don't think we're getting any more major moves at this point. I mean, yeah, maybe one trade, but you know, we'll
2: see. Going to move out some salary eventually. Yeah. Um, not next. Season, terribly
0: yeah. pressed, but what do you think with Bergeron and Krejci? Obviously, your top two center holes filled. What do you think is the kind of the glaring weakness that needs to be addressed right now? Uh, health defense. <laughs> health. Yeah. Defense. I guess depth in that in that sense, which feels like a very D- Bruins thing, but
3: defense. Defense, I'm just uncertain. Like I like I like some of the guys we have in there, but that they when they're healthy, I like what they have there. Their third pair is definitely like up in the air, and it has been that hasn't really fully improved there. Um and that's concerning when there are injuries you're starting without Grizz, for example. And like then who's popping up to that line? Is it gonna be Connor Clifton? I think you have uh Derek Forsbrand maybe on the pair two. Uh just considering the injury. Like that's scary and down the stretch, you need that depth. But it would be great if they can just get a like a shutdown third line guy, grind it out. Um I'm not talking like big size. I'm not talking Josh Brown. Let's bring him in. Um but you need something there, and then there's that stability. If there's an injury, okay, that guy can bump up to the second pair, and it's A-okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Zaboral re-signing, I think, looks so much more important now yeah. with the news of all the injuries and everything. Um, yeah, I mean even Mike Riley was hurt to end the year. I think he's going to be ready earlier than, than everybody else. Like Grizzly and McAvoy are the ones who are out the longest, but yeah. um, I think Zaboral, especially kind of shores up that, that left side where like you have three guys you can put up and down that, that side. And once once you get a couple of guys back, there's room to move somebody, and I think, depending on on how guys play in the early part of the season, we'll see who gets moved. But I think the the name that keeps coming up is Mike Riley. Um, I don't think Daryl brand has much of much value on the trade market. I think he's a totally oh, fine defensive me? first defensive. rounder.
3: First rounder
1: he scored two goals in the same game one time.
2: You sure did. He's an all star. Um, yeah, Derek scores brand.
3: What a guy. I'd love to have him on the pod sometime, get his thoughts. Once he <laughs> yeah. retires. We can't get any active players on here. They'd never allow that. Imagine going to the Bruins PR and being like, hey, can we get a player to come on Bruins? <laughs> so their
1: PR team, for the record, is very nice. They're like in the ranking of PR teams around the league. They're not the most accommodating, but they're by far of the ones that are stricter about it. Very, I would say they're the nicest, but they are for sure. Not. uh, No, they they, Uh,
3: never in their wildest dreams. Would they have us on their Like wildest nightmares? I should should say, have a player. Like it would be great. Like let's interview David Craigie on what he thinks and get an exclusive. Never never that might happen maybe even a, not even on like a nesson podcast or something never yeah no um yeah but to, to address the initial That's question side of, track. of
2: weaknesses <laughs> um <I think laughs> health was kind of a joke but like uh, what you're looking at for lines to start the seasoning, and mean, the paul zaka mm-hmm. signing is important because he he's a better player than Eric Halla, maybe not a significantly better player, but, um, it is younger and there's still room for development there. Um, I, I think like maybe with a, a bigger role early on in the season, you could see him slot in at center somewhere. Um, maybe kind of see what he's made of. Uh, I, I think that one-year deal is really good for him, not so good for the Bruins, because those, yeah, those Yeah, those the Krejci and Bergeron signings complicate the cap situation for next year. Um, but for me, the the issue once everyone's healthy is going to be the third and fourth line again. Like, what is what does that look like? I mean, Trent Frederick hasn't really turned into any type of scorer. He's really just kind of like a. Uh, I think of him as like Fred and George playing Quidditch. Like he's just out there beaten, and he's not going to do much else. <laughs> uh, I, would I, I, so much. I, I would love to see Oscar... I
3: love that so much.
2: I would love to see Oscar Steen come in and and be like a good player. I think in, in small doses last year, he was good, but um, I, I don't know where the opportunity is going to be for him just because, you know, the lineup is kind of filled out with veteran players who aren't always very good and i would love to see an opportunity for him and stanika uh maybe to just see what they see what they look like if given an opportunity to play somewhere other than the fourth line but you know with charlie coyle kind of eating up that third line center spot like i don't really know i think craig smith is better than his numbers were last year and i think he's still an important player. Like I, we all watched him play last year and we're like, yeah, this guy's good. And then you look at the numbers and you're like, oh that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't a great season. But um I, I think that's that sucks for his trade value because that was a guy that the Bruins could have moved out for some salary. Um but I, I'm still happy to have him on the team. Um it's just one of those things where like I think if he were not there on the right wing, Oscar Steen could fill in great. Or somebody like Jake Debrisque if that trade had happened, like Everybody moves up in the lineup a little bit.
0: But you know. Yeah. I also think uh again like the we kind of are talking about the like the down downstream effects of this, but like Charlie Coyle, another thing that It's gonna be interesting to see kind of what they do with him considering obviously two years ago was kind of a nightmare for him. He kinda of picked it up again last season. He had like forty five points, something like that. Um, but obviously kind of reshuffling down the lineup now it's gonna be i don't know it's gonna be interesting to see where he slots into this because i think you know we've talked over the last couple of years about whether they're gonna have to elevate him to like a true second line spot or god forbid a first line spot uh obviously that's not gonna be happening now but you know you still want to get some value out of him so i don't know its gonna be one of the, the kind of storylines to follow for me i think going into the season especially once team hopefully gets healthy over the course of the next couple months see where Can he anybody- slots in
1: has anybody talked uh, about where Pavel Zaka is going to be sledding in for the team? I,
3: I I don't think we've talked about it like too, too much, at least episodes I've been on, but I'm thinking third line.
1: <laughs> That's why I'm clueless. <laughs> I th-
3: I'm think i thinking third line on the wing, and then their hope is that you know this is Krejci's last hurrah. Uh, probably Bergeron's, but he's probably going to take it year to year, and we'll see. Um, depends on how far they go and what they can accomplish, but... Um, And then you're hoping Zaka meets that full potential that you know when he was drafted, you you thought he had that potential to maybe be just like a a, a star player. You hope maybe with a new team and the new system, he can reach that second line status at least. But for now, he's going to be on that third line wing. And I think alongside Charlie Coyle, that's some good balance. And then I would expect Craig Smith there on the right wing, on that third line. So I, I think that's a decent line. That's a decent third line. And we'll just see if... Coyle can up his game. I mean, when he first joined the Bruins, he had a great game. That's why he got that contract and the, the hometown guy that everyone's rooting for. But it was disappointing last season. So hopefully he can bounce back. And that's going to be a solid there line with Zaka there.
1: So obviously, I I think it's it's kind of flexible. But I, I took a quick look because I could have sworn I remembered Zaka being a center. And wanted to see what his face-off numbers look like just to see how expendable, when we talk about the number of veterans there are, like how expendable Charlie Coyle potentially is. And Zaka's got a, not not comically, but substantially better face-off percentage than than Charlie Coyle does over the longevity of both of their careers. So I think there's maybe not where he belongs to start per se. But, but like you said, I, I'm kind of curious what he's going to look like in a different system. Cause I feel like Jersey keeps, like they keep coming up with the right players and just not clicking right. And I feel like he just hasn't, I'm, I'm curious to see what he looks like on a team that has a bunch of players that click really well. And I feel like a lot of the star players for Jersey just didn't seem to click well together. And I think there's a chance that he potentially makes makes a case for shedding some of that salary in the form of one of those veterans that we're talking about essentially log jamming our, our forward depth here.
3: And the benefit of having Bergeron and Krejci as your mentors. Yes, uh, especially
1: Krejci. I know he's, he's talked about being really excited, both of them. I think, have referenced the fact that they're excited about...
2: Five Czech players on the first Five. Make it ten.
1: Make it fifteen. All eighteen. Let's go all eighteen. Skates. Yeah. Bring back Vladimir Sabotka, too. Just, be, just be, really have fun with it.
2: Be like uh, the Red Wings with Swedes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> just become the Czech or team. The, or the uh,
0: Capitals <laughs> with Russians. Flat out move to Prague. Just the Prague Brains. <laughs> <laughs> the whole nine yards. Just start
2: playing... <laughs>
3: Playing games in Prague. Yeah. yeah. They'd steal the Providence Bruins logo for Prague. Yeah, exactly. Stadium series or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they do it in like a soccer game hey, or something. They did that and then they won the cup that year that they did that. The that
0: Providence Bruins. They started in Prague. <laughs> 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 the title, baby. Yeah. Episode titles. <laughs> Alright, that's been another episode of the Czech Pilsners and Progadis Bruins podcast. I hope everybody enjoyed as much as we did.